Alright, alright. Hello, hello, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of More Content Talk. That's the only show that cuts through the glam, the glitz, and all the bullshit to bring you the truthiest news that we can find. This is an article that was written in 2015, so, some years ago now. Um, it, it was It's in the Sydney Morning Herald, and it's by Paul Burns, and it's called Why Hollywood Movies Are So Bad. And don't take offense necessarily at that. Because what what he's actually going to describe here is historical fact. It's not just an opinion. Now, his idea that they're quote-unquote bad, of course, is his opinion. But what he's arguing here is that there was kind of a um, breakdown of Hollywood that occurred in the 1940s and 1950s. And it's never been the same since. And essentially what he's saying is the quality of movies they're going to continue to, to be terrible because essentially um, a lot of the producers don't own the rights to um, their own films. So let's get into it. In 1971, Peter Bogdanovich made The Last Picture Show, his third film, in Archer City, Northern Texas. It was based on an autobiographical coming-of-age book by Larry McCurty, um, who grew up there. It had Timothy Bottoms, Jeff Bridges, and a luminous Sybil Shepherd in her screen debut. The opening shot was of the Royal Theater, the local cinema, in a winter dust storm. The cinema had burned five years before, but they dressed it up for filming. It's still there. I just visited recently on a movie pilgrimage. It has no roof, no seats, and no screen, but the diehards of Archer City, population 1750, keep doing events there. Bogdanovich loved the Hollywood golden age. You hear that? Golden age. Whenever you hear the term golden age and they're speaking in past tense, that's because it's over. It's done. Hollywood's golden age ended a long time ago. Way before most of us listening to this episode were even born. Let's continue. So he made the film in black and white. McMurdy's uh, title already carried the idea that something had passed. It was the last picture show. How right they were. They would not be able to make that film now, even if they wanted to do it in color. It's the kind of high-quality, artistic drama that Hollywood has all but abandoned in favor of large-scale, big-budget, action-based, computer-generated, cookie-cutter movies featuring robots, men in capes, and giant scary machines. And you know what he has here? It's a big fucking picture of the Transformers. The Transformers! We're gonna go see the Transformers! Wow! boy! Let me, let, me, let me explain something to you. Do you know what a toy is, Melissa? Do you know what it is? Just take a guess. A toy? Yeah, a toy. What is it? Yeah, it's like something that a child plays with. Right. And how do you get a toy for a child? You buy it. Ding, 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 ding. Movies like the Transformers, comic book movies, what have you. Say what you will about them. Maybe they're good, maybe they're not. But these are marketing campaigns. That's all they are. Haven't you gotten it yet? They're selling you shit. That's all. 
And if you if you go to the store and you buy the Transformers movie, we'll give you a discount on the Transformers toy. Oh boy! Hey, now you can waste more money. See that? That's all it is. They're talking about nostalgia. You know, you, you know um, what nostalgia does in your mind. Do you have an idea? No. It drums up all kinds of fond memories, puts you in a good mood, releases things like serotonin, oxytocin, right? Get you feeling good. And then they tell you to buy something. But that's not manipulation, right? Think about it. You think that they don't know that? You think that they don't realize that you're nostalgic for things? Hell, they created the nostalgia for you. They did it. When you were young, they came up with all this shit, and then they just waited 30, 40 years, 20 years, and then here it is. Oh, remember the time you had to? And then the next thing you know, you see it all over social media, and this is how they sell things. This is not complicated, folks. And they're not making art. They know they're not making art. It's not art. You got to go to, like, the theater for art. That's just that's just the reality, the live theater. That's the only place that exists anymore. The biggest film of 2014 was Transformers Age of Extinction, but I bet you they had about 25 more sequels because mo these movies these days are never extinct. With um, in the U.S., it made 1.1 billion in worldwide gross box office to watch some stupid ass toys. The next nine films, nine films, nine films, were all based on fantasy and superhero franchises. You hear that? Your whole top ten list, nothing but toys and comic books. That's all. That's the art of this day. Here's the list. The Hobbit, Battle of the Five Armies. Oh, well, that's a book, though, right? That's a book. Yeah, a children's book. A children's book. And do you know why children's books sell so well? Because they remind you of when you're a child, and everyone has that instinct. And so it's a brilliant marketing scheme. You just keep writing book after book, and that's what J.K. Rowling does. Book after book after book after book. It never ends. I mean, she's going to be the first uh, billionaire writer at this point. And all for what? All because of wands and British accents? That's that's art now? Okay, whatever. It's, it's yours. Don't call it mine. Guardians of the Galaxy, Maleficent, The Hunger Games, Mockingjay Part 1, X-Men, Days of Future Past, or... Reboots of 50-year-old ideas, most of them from comic books. The Amazing Spider-Man 2, Captain America, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Interstellar at number 10 was the first sign of an original idea. Sure, some were fun, but which of them delivered a rich dramatic story that offered anything more than sensory stimulation based on pace, noise, and action? Even when they're good, these movies are bad. If you take the view that cinema, at its best, is about who we are as humans and earns its place among the great arts, modern blockbuster cinema barely has any humans. Think about it. You're watching something that isn't art. It's not art, it's a commercial. That makes sense. It's a commercial. Buy Transformers, buy Transformers, buy Transformers. Um... They did a great one uh, when they made the Jumanji sequel, right? Because all they were really saying, all they were really doing was capitalizing on, which, and again, it's called capitalism for a reason. 
capitalizing on the fact that there was a demand for Robin Williams because he was gone. That's all. That's why they made the sequel. Guy died, sequel comes out. Just like uh, the, the, the black fellow who passed away in his 30s recently of cancer. And uh, they got a sequel coming out for you. Hey, we're right here to sell you some more shit. It will make your grief go away if you go see the movie. What the fuck ever? Please. How silly do you have to be to think such nonsense? But they know. They know that humans, that's the way they react in stressful situations. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about them pimping Robin Williams and this other guy who died just to sell you some shit? How does it make you feel? It's a little cheap, right? Yeah. You think that there's maybe a better way to yeah. sell art that people would like? Do you think that maybe these people are just a little lazy? Yeah. And maybe a little too greedy? Maybe they like money a little too much? Very greedy. That's what I think, you know? And that's all I'm saying. And um, you have a right as a consumer to know that. So that when you do decide to spend your money on it, you're at least informed and you know. Don't talk to me like I ruined your good time because I told you this. Never say that to me because that's not true. Because if I am not allowed to critique these people, then no one will know about it. And it will just be allowed to continue unrecognized. And eventually there will come a day where, um, you know, you have someone in your life who says to you, well, wait a minute, how come these people are lying to me? How come these people are taking advantage of my emotions? And you don't know what to say to them, and then that person won't trust you either because you think it's just a joke, it's just for fun, everyone just knows that. That's not true. There's a lot of kids who go and see these movies, and they're under the impression that these actors are out there performing for them so that they can, um, you know... I don't know, help or something, you know, for the for good cause, something. I mean, this is cheap. This is cheap profit. This is making money, big bucks off of people's emotions. That's all it is. And not in the sense of furthering the human understanding, like he said, but simply, you know, capitalizing on your emotions and using them to their advantage to eat to eke as much money out of you as possible. Basically picking you up by your heels and shaking the money out. And that doesn't infuriate you? Okay. Whatever. That's all I say about stuff like that anymore. Uh, do not, I do not dismiss action movies. Mad Max Fury Road was one of the best films of this year. Just as Seven Samurai was one of the best of 1954. This is continuing from the article. Both will be remembered in 50 years. How many others of the last few years will be... I have been writing about movies since 1984, and it is hard to think of a worse era than now. When and why did movies get so bad? Hollywood doesn't really exist in the sense of one industry dominated by seven major studios. They're all owned by conglomerates. You hear that? You hear that? All of them. Every single last one of them. Owned by a conglomerate. Where do you think the term independent comes from? What do you think that means? Is that just a bunch of, you know, kooky kooky kids going and playing around with cameras is that what that is no they don't work for those conglomerates they went and started their own studios isn't that crazy mm. 
Otherwise, you got to put Mr. Clean in your movie the whole time and Oreos and Coca-Cola. It's not a movie anymore. You can't have your own script. You got to rewrite it. It's shit. It sucks. So a studio head answers to a boss in Tokyo, New York, or London. That was true of the old Hollywood to some extent, but the higher-ups were usually in the entertainment business, even if based in New York. When the studios were forced to divest their theaters in 1948, most sold off their backlots to raise cash. The writers' building became a thing of the past. The best directors, like Frank Capra, and stars left to become independent. See that? That's where the independent era started in 1948, when the writers were told to leave the lot. They fired them. They fired the writers. That's why the scripts suck. They don't have writers. They have commercial writers, people who write commercials and um, cartoons and comic books. That's not writing in the traditional sense. I understand that there are thought bubbles and they can be very long. Whatever. There are also parts where it's just someone saying ow or pictures of people falling down. It's not writing in the traditional sense. Yeah. It's not. It's just not. And then some of these graphic novels that do have very long paragraphs, if you look at the movie, it's been dumbed down. So it's most certainly not the same thing when you get to movie time. Okay? Understand that. You look at some of these movies, they never speak. It's a bunch of fucking staring all the time. Why? Why is that? We're going to find out. When TV kicked the stuffing out of the studios in the 50s, big corporations moved in on the studio carcasses. The new bosses came from anywhere but show business. Anywhere but show business. These are not show business people. If you think that, you know nothing of show business. I'm in show business. Okay? I do show business. Not these clowns. These are commercial makers. All right? Owners of conglomerate companies. Where did they come from? Insurance, car parking, Vegas, oil wildcatting. That's right, oil people, big oil, big insurance, big, you know, Vegas, that type of shit. That's not movie making. Not at all. You don't even know what you're watching, most of you. There is still some good people running studios who love movies and know a good script when they see it. But no studio is looking for modest success anymore. So even the people who do know a good script when they see it, they can't make those movies because those movies aren't making the big bucks. It's that simple. Corporations hate risk and movies can't be made without it, especially the good ones. No studio would touch Citizen Kane now. A fundamental schism opened up in the 1960s between the studios and the new younger audience because Hollywood could not keep pace with social change. Baby boomers wanted Bonnie and Clyde, not the sound of music. There was a brief flowering in the 1960s and early 1970s when a new generation of young directors came in, Altman, Coppola, Scorsese, Malick, to make art cinema. That's what those guys do. Okay, They make art. It's a lost art. That's why when you see a Scorsese film... It's it's just amazing because he's making it's what he said was he, he likes to write um, rich dialogue that really 
taps into the human understanding. That's exactly what this man said in this article. That's what art's supposed to do. It's not supposed to just look pretty on the camera. Mm. You can do that with a cell phone and uh, proper lighting right. and a green screen. It's not impressive. Any idiot can do it. You see it on YouTube every day. Do you think, wow, this DIY movie really changed my mind about politics? No. No. It taught you how to make a fucking uh, leprechaun out of toilet paper rolls. That's all. It's a utility thing. See, when art just becomes about utility, it's not art anymore. It's a craft. That's the difference. That's why they call it arts and crafts. So these are craftsmen and craftswomen. They don't, they don't do art. They're not artists. Hollywood doesn't know much about art, but it knows what it hates. And then along came Jaws and Star Wars. And this is where Hollywood really just tanks when, with these two movies. To change the expectations of how big one movie's profits could be. George Lucas and Steven Spielberg saved Hollywood and nobody had to think about art anymore. Less risk, more profit was the goal in old Hollywood too. They just didn't know how to achieve it. TV advertising of movies changed that. It became possible to maximize the take out of film's opening. Before word of mouth could kill a bad movie, Hollywood has been perfecting that idea for 30 years now, and they have become very good at it. That's why they show you the previews, folks, because the movie sucks. It sucks, and they got to get you interested in it. That's why they show it to you for months sometimes, because we don't show these previews to these people. These people are not going to see this movie because it fucking sucks. Good movies, the movie's good. Do you see a lot of advertisements? Think about it. No. You know why? Because good art sells itself. Mm. You don't need to advertise good art. It'll get found eventually. But they're not interested in making good art. <laughs> Let's continue. The media are part of the gravy train anyway because of the ad campaign revenue. That's right. And if you have one, they won't let you make it. The traditional method of reducing risk was to pack a film with stars. The new method is the tentpole franchise, based on a hit book series of, for young adults. That's all Harry Potter is. Then you don't need stars. It's true that the young actors in the Harry Potter films were well paid. It's also true that Jennifer Lawrence at the start of the Hunger Games franchise was worth a lot less than she is now. The franchise doesn't have to be new. In fact, it's safer if it has already been done successfully in the distant past, as in the reboot of Planet of the Apes and Star Wars. That's why they did prequels and um, sequels and dequels and bequels and fquels, and they're going to have uh, quaaludes pretty soon, Star Wars quaaludes, and you can take them and just shoot off into space. I'm fucking on Solo! Because that's how ridiculous... Nine! Nine movies! Nine! Nine? Why? Why on earth would you want to see the same idiot slopping around the camera and you gotta do it for decades? The people who, who were alive when the Star Wars franchise started, they must have the, the images of these people burned into their retina, burned into their brain. My god. It's, it's monstrous when you actually think about it. It's, it's, it's inhuman. Old ideas have pedigree and track record. Even old, I even old ideas and characters that old people have forgotten can be revived. 
Looking forward to the new Peanuts movie in January. See? See how they do it? Oh, I'm feeling nostalgic. Let me go search it on the internet. And yeah, then it's programmed in the computer. Then all they have to do is check through the search engine, see what you're looking up. And then they make a stupid movie about it. That's all. What if they just had Alvin and the Chipmunks and, you know, Tom and Jerry and, you know, it's whatever people are looking for at the time. It doesn't matter. It's not about making art. It's just not about that. This is the last bit of information I want to give you about this. Uh, the U.S. domestic market is shrinking. Most of the revenue now comes from offshore, and that means China, where box office growth is phenomenal. In order to maximize the reach of films into that highly restricted market, the studios need films that are easy to market to people who don't speak English. Get it? See, I'm always telling you there's no dialogue in the movies. You know why? Because people watching these crap movies, they don't speak English. They don't know what the fuck. They just want a pretty person to stand up there and hold the Pepsi can. That's all they want. They don't know what the fuck those people are saying. That means dialogue and characterization are out. Broad action and simple plot, beast, sharks, robots, chase humans, are in. Forget nuanced political issues and be careful about supernatural themes. The Chinese won't license the film if they don't like the treatment. The new Chinese audiences aren't stupid, not implying that, but they don't want to read. Uh, they don't want to read subtitles any more than Americans do. A new mantra has risen: make the monsters bigger. And that's that's it. That's it. You get it. Think about, um, uh, you know, the reality of that and um, how it could make a real artist feel a bit left out. Mm-hmm. Feel as if, you know, people don't really care so much about art as they care about making fucking money. money. And yet these same idiots, these same buffoons say, I'm a bad person. I'm a communist. I don't get it. Oh, I get it. I get that you sold your your studio for the big bucks. I get it. I understand. So don't talk to me about I don't know shit. You got anything you want to add to that before I sign off? Mm. All right, then, folks. Um, well, enjoy. Enjoy the Emmys. <laughs> like me you really like me um (laughs) hollywood it's hollywood okay um go ahead and have a phenomenal evening for me okay thanks um you can check us out on twitter at more underscore content pls you can also follow us on youtube tiktok as well as instagram at all one word more content talk um, all right, everyone, have a phenomenal day, evening, afternoon, fiesta, siesta, downtime, chill time, lunchtime, party time, whatever it may be. And remember, when life gets you down, you can always laugh at something else. Farewell, folks. Adios.